Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and we're back in the building. So guys, recently I've been thinking a lot about the role of symbolism and ceremony. Now, one of the things that I think that I'm not alone in this, but a lot of people have been talking about is the lack of real rites of passage in West, the West, right? And honestly, let's just broaden it out. In most cases, like a rite of passage that actually means something. Um, you know, there's a lot of perfunctory, you know, rites of passage. I know I got baptized when I was like 13, but the process was so institutionalized and so distant from a real feeling. It kind of just felt like something that I had to do because my parents wanted me to do it. And I think this permeates all parts of our modern existence. Um, and one of the things that's really got me thinking about this was on New Year's Eve, instead of going out with friends and you know partying it up, I decided to stay home and I did 2020 push-ups to bring in the new year. And I did this in a very regimented and structured way. Um, I would do 20 reps, one minute rest, and, I, and during that minute rest I would meditate or think about the past year or, or whatever. And I would, there, I had no other electronics on besides just jazz playing in the background. And um, this whole process of doing those push-ups in such a short amount of time, then I finished with five minutes until, until uh, New Year's, right? And so I got in and did a cold shower for that next five minutes. It was a freezing cold shower and it was really intense. Anyone who's taken a cold shower knows that five minutes is a pretty long time. And that was the most meaningful New Year I had ever had. And I've had really epic New Year's. I've partied it up. I've, you know, spent it with someone special, all of that stuff. But nothing compared to the self-ceremony that I put myself to, through. And I think that things like this are what we're going to need to make in the modern day to kind of have a real sense of meaning. A lot of people in the West are complaining about not feeling like they, their lives are meaningful. And a lot of that has to do with impact. A lot of people feel like they don't have impact. A lot of people feel like they're irrelevant. They're not connected to people around them. But I think a big part of it is, is that our ceremonies are so just are, are just surface layer. They're not representative of anything that's actually meaningful to us. Like we go home for Thanksgiving because that's what we're supposed to do. And we go and eat and we say a short prayer maybe, or maybe if you're in another part of the world, you know, maybe Christmas or whatever, and it's the gifts and it's like kind of like the Christmas spirit, but it doesn't mean anything to you particularly. And especially as you get older, you kind of get disenchanted with society ceremonies. And as we get older, it's harder and harder for us to buy in. But we have to remember that these ceremonies were a massive part of the human experience. There were some people who that a ceremony was the biggest thing in their life. And still, you know, to this day, maybe like a um, a wedding or, you know, maybe a graduation. But those are, you know, a wedding, number one, is contingent on you finding and building a relationship with somebody and then engaging into a lifelong contract or a contract that should be for life. And a graduation is, is by proxy of an institution. And 
you know, to put it in perspective, like, you know, I've graduated from college and um, law school. I have a doctorate degree. And one of the things that, it, I mean, it's cool. Your parents are there. They're proud. But the feeling of walking across stage and shaking somebody's hand, you maybe talk to once or maybe never even talk to and receiving a diploma doesn't really, it doesn't feel like, it, it, none of my graduations felt like how I felt after doing that, myself crucible. And during the whole process, I, you know, said like, you know, I, I, it wasn't a workout. Like I would get up in a very particular way. And before I'd go down, I'd do these little things to make my brain know that this was meaningful. And if I did them incorrectly, I'd make myself do them again. Right. And, um, and everything had to happen in a certain order. And what that did was it, I don't know whether it was, it was, the, the physical exhaustion combined with the moment, combined with the state of reflection, combined with the lack of interaction with like social media. And it it is all of those things that really helped me kind of like have that state of euphoria. And if I'm being honest, meaning like it's meaning isn't conferred onto you by an institution. Like the thing that one of the big problems I have and um, one of the things I'm working on the next book I'm writing is talking about how we have kind of given institutions a monopoly on symbolic importance. And this came up, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was just unhappy with the things that she had done over the, like the last few years. And she's like, I haven't really done anything. And, and she had done a lot actually. It's just that none of them had been tied to an institution particularly. And it was sad to me that she was devaluing her own experiences because they weren't tied to an institution. And I look back at this past year and, you know, I wrote my first book, The Power Bible. And to date, it's the thing that I'm the most proud of ever doing. And I've produced my own course. I've done an hour, blah, blah, blah. All this other fucking, all these other things, TED Talk, all this stuff, Time Magazine, writing my own book. And the process of making, it's not even successful yet. I was just on James's podcast and he said it was the best book he had read all that year. And that was, that was meaningful to me. But like, even then, even then the, the crazy thing about writing that book and was that the book itself was the reward, the accomplishing of writing a book and kind of stitching together my best ideas and refining them and really working on them with a good friend of mine, but, but really distilling everything that I could and, and really pulling out my potential and something that was kind of very difficult for me. Um, it, it, it meant more to me than graduating from law school or any of these other things. And the problem is, is that we so, we look, I think the issue lies in that we are constantly looking for signalers that are valuable to other people. And I came across this thought most concretely when, you know, I'm doing a lot of research for this new book that I'm writing called The Holocron, and it's about the transcendence of culture, transcendence of um, tribalism, and transcendence of, transcendence of identity. And in it, I'm doing a lot of, like, pretty rigorous research. It's part of the reason why I'm in France. I'm reading Pierre Bourdieu, Baudrillard, like, a lot, Jacques Lacan, a lot of French philosophers dealing with this, a lot of sociologists, Joseph Campbell, all these guys dealing with um, different parts of identity and meta research. And when I was first engaging on writing the book and kind of getting out the premise for the book, a, a lot of people were like, well, you should go and get your PhD in philosophy. And I was like, why? 
And, you know, because, because people were like, well, you know, it would probably help you in some way. And I'm like, no, all, all a PhD in philosophy would do would be have me fulfill some other person's requirements on what is valuable, have someone else make a crucible for me, do a bunch of things that are not related to what I'm actually interested in, just to have the badge, the validation of institutional recognition. And we have to, I think we have to detach symbolic importance from institutions, right? Like, I think we have to come up with our own symbols, right? Um, I write maxims um, because I'm a douchebag <laughs> that, like, my own maxims and stuff like that. Because I think, like, one of the cool things about reading a Nietzsche book is that, you know, like, a Twilight of Idols, it starts with a bunch of maxims and they're really powerful and potent. And one of the things, one of the maxims I've recently written was that the transcendent individual fashions their own symbols. And I've been really thinking about like the power of symbols, like people die for flags. You know, people go out there and they, they cry over an acceptance letter from a university because symbolically what that means to them in their journey. And a symbol is a narrative wrapped up in an image. Right. And sometimes it's a narrative of thousands and thousands of pages or years and years. I mean, that, that's why it was so symbolic. But the thing is, is that now that we have moved to a place where really there, there are very few things that are sacred. Right. Like, you know, everyone wears the, the cross. Like people want to say that that's sacred, but people just wear the cross. They don't even think about it. I wore a cross after not being um, being a non-theist, you know. It, none of those things really are meaningful in that same way. But as we move forward, and if you want to fashion your own symbols, I think that is giving meaning to an image that didn't exist beforehand. And and what I mean by giving meaning to it, a lot of people say, like, this means this to me, and blah, 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 like some girl will talk about her tattoo. I'm sure it means something, but there has to be an offering. One of the things that kept coming back up to me whenever I was doing these push-ups um, to welcome in the new year was that this was an offering to let myself know that this year would be different. It wasn't just lip service of me saying, like, I want this year to be different. It was me giving up a night. It was me giving up, uh, like giving my exhaustion, my sweat, process, reflection, all of these things to produce, to get the kind of um, the leverage, but also the, give the moment meaning, right? I had to give up something to give the moment meaning. And I think a lot of times people will tell a story, but they haven't given up anything for that, that to be a meaningful experience or those symbols to be actually meaningful for them like when you take a look at these rites of passages for for these like you know uh these indigenous tribes they they you know get scarred horrifically they lose people they don't get access to their parents they're they're doing some crazy fast they give up a lot to be called a man it's not just that they are like you know for my baptism it was i had to memorize a few lines talked to a guy in my church and then he dunked me underwater and that was it you know and I you know it was cool but it, it didn't really mean anything to me because I didn't really give anything up I gave a little bit of my time but I didn't give anything up for that story and when we take a look at the symbols that we can fashion for ourselves the things that are going to be meaningful for us in the future you know it's about what you gave up for them it's about what how you prolonged for them how you how you took 
time and starved yourself of the validation of getting it in advance. And this kind of really came to head when I was in Zara and I was looking at this army flannel that was completely like had a bunch of like like pseudo badges or whatever military badges just to have the aesthetic of being military-esque and I was like this is devoid of all meaning this 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 outfit right here does not there's no there's no meaning to anything on this it says things but there's no meaning behind any of these things and it made me think like oh I have this denim jacket why don't I do things to earn badges on this jacket and I can't put the badges on until I earn them. So like, you know, I'm studying French right now. Once I think, once I feel as if that I'm speaking fluently, I can get the French badge on there. I'm gonna run to Monaco um, before I leave Nice. It's a 20 mile run. I'm gonna get a badge that symbolizes that. I'm, there are little crucibles that I'm setting up for myself that are gonna be adorned on this jacket. This jacket is going to be representative of the things that I've done. It, and it, the thing is that's most beautiful about it, it doesn't have to be recognized by other people for it to be meaningful to me. The, this is what is, I think, the most important part about self-symbolism is you, this isn't about how other people perceive you. See, the thing is, is that so much of our current aesthetic, current symbolism, all, all this performance, all this ceremony is about they self, as Heidegger would say it. It's about the, the, the public viewing, the other, right? It's not about the self. It's not about ourselves. It's not about whether or not that instance was actually meaningful to us, that I picked this thing to be on me. I picked the struggle because I wanted that to be my struggle, right? Charles Bukowski says about picking your suffering, letting, picking something and letting it kill you, right? And then you can, but the thing is, is that in ceremony, in symbolism, show yourself that there, that you, what you have accomplished, right? Who, who says you gotta wait for the New York Marathon to run 28 miles? Why not run 28 miles and after you do it, get this necklace for yourself that symbolizes like, I fucking did this. And who cares whether or not anybody else knows how fast you ran it. Accreditation is for something else. Accreditation is for other people and we need it in society. I love accreditation. I love what it provides for society. I love that we can trust doctors for the most part, lawyers. I, I'm glad that I had to pass the bar. You know, I'm not like licensed to practice in any state because I've sent my stuff out, but I still gotta do character and fitness. But I passed the bar and I'm glad that people have to do that in order to basically take care of people. I'm glad that there are these processes of accreditation. But with regards to self-meaning, to the narrative of yourself, to what you feel, um, I think it's important. I think it's, it's paramount that you come up with self-crucibles. And I think it's really powerful if you come up with your own ceremonies to basically make life, make rituals within your life that mean something to you specifically. And this year I'm practicing, this is the first year I'm doing this where I've made certain days that are meaningful, not based on, not based on anything else other than, like, so for example, I, I'll give an example because I'm having a little bit of a brain, like a brain uh, delay. Um, my friend Michael Yakovich, he died two years ago, January 18th, and it's really sad and that the day he died everybody wrote on his wall a bunch of really beautiful things that I'm sure n not many of them told him to his face 
and including you know me i didn't write on his wall but i sent him a message but the same thing is like i didn't tell him these things when he was alive and I, i'm i'm so upset with the fact that we wait for someone to be dead before we tell them what they mean to us so on january 18th i have my yakovich day where i'm going to write my friends and send voice memos to my friends on things i would tell them if they were dead you know if i would if I, what i would say eulogize them but not in a weird way just to let them know because i think that far too often we leave it till after somebody's gone after it can't leave an impact to do something like that and i have a bunch of other days picked out on the year that have symbolic importance to me for me to do specific tasks to represent my own holiday, my own ceremony within myself. And I think everybody should do this. Come up with days that are meaningful to them specifically, right? Don't let a religion pick out what is specific and special for you. You pick it out for yourself. One of the things, and reading a lot of Nietzsche, you know, he was so concerned with morals, right? God is dead and we have killed him. What awaits us? What awaits our moral? Where, where is our morality going to come from? Right. But I think he needed that. Where's our ceremony going to come from without God? Where are our rites of passage? What what is going to be meaningful to a man that has to establish meaningful meaning for himself? And so that's the question I posit to you. Um, these are just some thoughts I've been having recently and I wanted to share them with you guys. And yeah, um, if you guys have any thoughts, please comment. Also, like, follow, share and Please follow me on Instagram because, dude, it's like my worst platform in terms of following. And it's the number one one that girls judge you on. So let me let, follow me on there. Anyway, guys, Godspeed and good night.